Now, I literally just told you I was going to come in hot and fast with some chess. Are you ready? I, I can't. I can't wait. I, I have no idea where we're going right now. I mean, I'm so hot and so fast. It's like bullet chess up in here, just like pop, 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 pop. You don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm thinking. It's like it's just happening. Right. It's uh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. So I need to know what the heck is going on over in Norway. Like I'm getting notifications on my phone every single day. Like it's like bananas. Like you know, Karyakin's win. Like Carlson's win. Like every like it's just like what is happening? Anon Where are you wins, getting like, these notifications? From chess.com and my Google News feed. You don't subscribe to chess.com? Have you heard of this website? <laughs> I, I've i heard, no, honestly, it, I'm new to chess, so that's cool. There's a website where they even have chess news. That's fascinating. From my understanding now, they ha- there's the possibility. It, it's new tech. It's really new tech. But you can actually go on and you can play chess online, on the internet. Like they're like they're not even in front of you, not over a board. So it, no, what, what you do wow. is you have to you have to write in use a E four and then you mail that via mm. you know mm. snail mail and then they that digitally more, that just sounds more that. practical anyway. It sounds more reliable. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that make I, I, that's a little more believable than what you're talking about. But no, um, yeah, uh, obviously I, I was just curious when you said. You got alerts, uh, whether I, we I were did. pushing pushing that information onto the app. Mm. Um, I know you're a, you're an Android user, not an iOS user. So, uh, well, so we have the, a Google Google News app, and also I have a Google thing, and I think I just follow Chess, but maybe because I I frequent, you know, Google, they're all up in my biz all the time. Yeah, they yeah. know everything, so you're I'm a, assuming a, that a Google file. They know I'm a Diamond member, so they're like, oh, uh-huh. we should you know, should probably do this. And then I started reading this stuff and, and I was like, well, Carwana like beat Karyakin and then so beat Carlson. And then I go on like today and five hours ago. So we're recording on Tuesday and Anand like won the entire thing. Then then there's this entire like prearranged draw shenanigans. Like is someone passing money under a table? Like what is happening in Norway? Well, I, I'm actually just greatly impressed because I've been so wrapped into the world of, of chess.com, whatever you want to call what it is that I do, uh, team management or whatever, that I, I have not read the reports as closely as you have. I'm aware of the, I'm aware of the headlines. I, I, of course, was aware that uh, Vichy beat MVL today. Um, and I, I knew there was a vague controversy. Also, there was this, you saw the Dingley Wren, you know, broke his hip. Uh, mm-hmm. By bicycling, I, did you catch that? I didn't. I did not it, see that. No. That well, that, that's funny. That of all the ones you're you're throwing at me in your hot and heavy fashion, I, I should give you, um, you know, if you just go to our, our news feed right right now and go back to the first rest day, it's the report with Vichy and Non and Dingley Wren with uh, chef hats on their head. I'll, I'll give it to you right now in our in our show notes. But um, and and that was honestly one of the craziest things that's actually happened there because. When you have elite events like this, part of the contract is you have to finish the event, right? Obviously, a ton of money goes into this. There's there's appearance fees for these guys to be there, all kinds of 
uh, investment in regards to, I mean, just the travel across the globe is really expensive. And then these guys have closed fee day tournaments, which in order to keep the entire standings equilibrium, everybody has to play every round, right? If somebody drops out in round seven, he's now played six guys and the final three guys who don't have to play him and just get automatic wins. Well, that doesn't seem very fair, right? They get forfeit wins. Yeah, that's not so good. It, it's already... I'm surprised you didn't leave with that because that's probably one of the biggest, most interesting things that happened in Norway was that Dingley Wren um, broke his hip while on a bike ride with his dad through the through the those dangerous hills of Norway. You know those those real real. Apparently they got some real bumpy roads. I bet like Dingley Wren was going down the hill and his dad was like, "Yo, yo, dog, hit that jump right, hit that spread." And he's like, yeah, and he's like speeding up. I don't, I don't know what happened, but all I know is Dingley Ren breaks his hip. So after only playing a few rounds, he drops out. So now everybody else who plays him from then on out gets a forfeit win. That's already a very, very rare occurrence. I can't even remember the last time it happened. Um, uh, I'm sure it's happened in the last five, ten years, but it's it happens so rarely. I just I don't even remember it. Um, and then and then everything else about this event has just been wild because you got Carl losing. First, he starts out. You know, on fire, he's defending his home turf. Looks like Magnus is 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 just going to run away with the event there in uh, on in a like I said on his home turf. But then he loses to So today a non-win, so he's tied for first. Um, you're right. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. But for those who don't follow the chess world and thought it was a non-contact sport, I mean, they need to get it together and check out these news reports on the Norway chess super tournament. So I'm with you. I will say this, these uh, professional chess players look pretty good in, in chef hats. I like the Nakamura slicing up some fish right here. He is, uh, yeah. he's crushing yeah, he, it. No, he legit looks like an angry chef. <laughs> he like, he looks like, like somebody don't come into my kitchen. Like, look at, look at, he's irritated with his sous chef, Mamad Yarev behind him, right? He's trying to cut the fish. And Mamad Yarov is just cracking an egg, and he's like, you know, don't screw up my my masterpiece here. So, ironically, So and Carlson were actually paired on the same team, and Wesley was the one who beat Magnus. Yeah. And I told you, you remember from my pro chess league, uh, Wesley So, my boy, my boy So in the house, yep. uh, underdog. He is so hot right now. Mm-hmm. So is so hot right now. So hot. Now, let me ask you a real serious, so serious chess question. Who, what chess player has your favorite serious chess face? Oh, by far, that's Hikaru. Not, it's not even close. I, I have Hikaru's facial expressions cataloged, you know, from angry Hikaru number seven to, you know, pretending to be disinterested yet highly intrigued in the conversation, Hikaru look number 22. Um, it, it, he is just, he is a wide variety of emotion, and he's one of those guys who like Kasparov, um, he really just lets his emotion hang out. Like he wears his he wears his his feelings about what's going on very clearly on his face, and and, and sometimes to the point where it's clearly you would call it not necessarily for show, but dramatic in the sense that he's sort of embellishing how he really thinks. And and I call him out for that when I make my, my funny Hikaru impressions on, on chess shows when I go like, you know, this is this is me looking into the sky, Hikaru, with a frowny face, thinking I'm frustrated, but actually I have you right where I want you, Hikaru look number 14. You know, um, this is just, 
he he is Kasparov was also super animated and it was well known that it was kind of intimidating for his opponents because they just felt like uh like they just you know I don't know they just felt it bothered by his expressions um but um it's as close as you can come to trash talk in high level chess like that like your body language and your expression and and some players like to use that form of trash talk more than others so. Well, you know why I like uh, Nakamura is that not only does he have a great serious face, but he has a great I'm really happy face. He's sitting here with uh, Carwana and, oh, man, Agdestein. Does that sound correct? Agdestein. Agdestein. In a, Seaman Agdestein. Uh, Agdestein. Uh, afterwards, and he just has this bright, just beautiful, happy smile on there too. So he's got both. He's he's a double double whammy, just on both both ends. Just really. Mm-hmm. Now I have one question for you too, because I'm I'm all in on this chess. You know, we're a chess show. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. I don't know that we. I mean, I thought we were. You know, coffee first, tech second, chess third. But today we're we're really flipping that script. We're really flipping it. And we're going all in. And I don't know who necessarily is in this photo. Maria took this photo from chess.com. I don't know if you know. Wh- which which one is it? So this is from So Beats Carlson at the very bottom. Uh, and Carlson okay. is, you're going to know, I'll just describe it to you. He's overlooking a chess match in action between two gentlemen. I don't know who they are. Yep. That's Anand and looks like Mohamed Yarov. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So he's so this is really interesting because he had just played G6. I think he was getting up because he had a game and he's interested in whatever Anand is doing. Are they allowed to just like sit there and just like and watch? Like, I mean, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, is this a thing? First of all, in a, in a chess tournament like this, an elite high level chess tournament, there the time controls are are long and um. You know, there's 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 a lot of downtime, not necessarily because there isn't a lot you could always think about on the chessboard, but there's only so much mental effort you should you should be exerting from a practical perspective when when it's your opponent's time and, and you're not exactly sure what variation they might take. And, you know, once the games get into the complex sections of the middle game and, and one side is trying to maybe convert on their advantage into the end game, the other side trying to defend either a slightly or clearly worse position, those sort of critical moments where the tensions have been heightened, usually you're about two and a half, three hours in, you're going to see both players, you know, hands on the head, fully focused, even if it's not your turn, because you're both, you know, that's like, this is the become the critical moment. But in the early stages of the game, um, it's just, it's probably not wise to exhaust yourself when you've prepared every avenue your opponent might take. So just wait a minute, let him choose and then try to, you know, then put the pressure on yourself to remember your preparation and to, and to evaluate things. Because, um, if you're going to take breaks and kind of keep yourself loose and relaxed, you want to do it in the earlier stages of the game, not in the more critical ones, you know? Um, but a lot of that sort of practical stuff is, is really important. And especially if you find that one of your, one of your peers, somebody close to you has played a similar opening or even a similar pawn structure, then you might actually have a genuine interest to be like, Hmm, let me see what their approach is to this position. Right. Or, I mean, so um, you might actually be curious beyond just, looking kind of sexy and standing there, right? You might be curious, like, hey, like, I actually give a flying bleep what happens in this game because, you know, there are some ideas that may be similar to the approach I take in my own. 
Interesting. It's almost very similar to I'm a golfer um, and I used to watch a lot of golf and, you know, you're paired up one, one, you know, together with another player. And in fact, when you have a very similar lie, you're, you're just watching where that ball goes and, and what they're, how they're anal- doing their analysis of the, 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 put, the green, you know? So it's actually very interesting that, that they would go and then watch from, but it makes a lot of sense just in general as they are doing their own analysis. But I didn't. I didn't quite understand that how long that was, and and the yeah, actual the games time. are just yeah. They just take a while. It's kind of like, I mean, you say you you golf. I would almost compare it more to like cycling, mm-hmm. like in the sense that you know when you watch these professional you know these these Tour de France's or because I was trying to think like you can't compare it to tennis. Like every point, they're going all out and. Yeah. Even if even if you could argue that in, in critical big moments people pick up their game, but even in like you know the NBA Finals right now, I mean they're exerting their best effort all the time. Unless you're J.R. Smith, you know, and uh, I don't know if you got that reference if you've been watching the finals, but um, I've been also getting some notifications about I believe my Cavs are not doing. So I was good. gonna say I had to had to you know say your Cavs are down two zero and and J.R. Smith is is doing his best to make sure that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Um, LBJ, uh, there's that. There was a meme of LBJ, but I, you know, LBJ, he's gonna. We're just we're gonna lose, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, and he may not be on the Cavs roster next year, but that's another discussion. You know? Is is it like is is Cleveland playing any sport? Oh, we're definitely gonna lose. Yep, yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, lose. well, that's not. You know, you guys have been blessed by by the you know the the homegrown the prodigal son who is LBJ has. I think he's. I think he's done well overall, yeah. regardless of the scandal of the decision and everything. If we're going over time, I think he's done right by the city. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was heartbreaking to see the Indians lose to the Cubs, but so much of the world probably was rooting for the Cubs. They forgot that the Indians were also kind of due, you know, a World Series victory, and had also been sort of a down and out city. But okay, I, we're not diving into Cleveland. So back back to the chess thing. So here's the thing. I would I would compare it more to cycling because I was sitting here trying to think while you were asking about Carlson's pose and what other sport is there truly, you know, is it such a marathon that I would say cycling and long distance running are probably the two most comparable ones where you're you're you you are running a marathon not a sprint. In, in, in professional elite level chess, not every move is all out full mental exertion. I mean, you know, they make jokes about chess players not being real athletes, but they all tend to be in very good shape. You know, um, quality and and good blood flow is one of the most important things to getting, you know, new, new fresh thinking juice to your brain. You know, I mean, you want your body to be to be uh, circulating all of your blood and, and doing well. And so I think that physical conditioning is a big part of elite level chess players and their performance and pacing themselves, understanding uh, when they need to be fully engaged and calculate as deeply as they can, or when they're able to make decisions that are based on sort of their intuitive understanding to the position, because chess has so many different exponential options that there's no way they're calculating every move in every position. That's what computers do with their CPU, but they, they arrive at their decisions in a completely different way than a human who relies on experience and intuition. And and I think if you look at some guy like, you know, Lance Armstrong cheating aside, right, the best cyclists in the world rely on their experience of that course. They rely on their intuition and knowledge of how to handle certain hills. They know when they need to push because the push in this moment actually gains more ground than the push when everybody's going uphill. Everybody's exhausted right now. Why would I overdo it and push myself? You get what I'm saying? Oh, I, I think understand. that's one of the best comparisons. 
Yeah, and there's there's a certain aspects of that long game where you do have to push yourself a little bit forward and go, but it is kind of that long stride yeah. to get to get out there. Yeah, there's like a constant pace that I'm sure a cycler of that level always stays at. Sorry, I'm raising my my uh, my flexi desk right now, so there's that click. I just stood up. I'm no longer recording sitting down. I'm now recording standing up. Is it because of the blood flow? You really want to make sure you do. Get I that sound all? different. You do, do I sound, sound different, different now that I stand. A little a little bit of a pep up in my voice, getting that. Oh yeah. Getting off off my booty, my bootay. <laughs> Feels good, doesn't it? So as a cyclist, let's let's touch on that because you you said you play golf, but really you've been really big into cycling. How how closely did you follow? Lance Armstrong's career before he proved to be the most brilliant pathological liar on the planet. I mean, how 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 knee deep were you in on that saga? Oh well, I will say honestly, I definitely uh, did not watch any long term cycling thing. Now, I I enjoy cycling personally, but I do not enjoy the sport of watching cycling. And there's okay. certain, you know, you know, there's definitely sports out there like, oh, I love watching this sport, but I'm never going to play it. There's that yep. side more frequently, but there's usually not the flip side, which is I love this sport, but I don't like to watch it. That's usually yeah. not the case. Usually it's, I, I like doing it. I like watching it, but it's not the case for me. Uh, in fact, I, I definitely did watch or kind of followed the Tour de France while it was going. And I, uh, I watched, did you watch Tour de Force? I believe that's what it's called, the Tour de Force. That, it's a, uh, an autobiography of the steroids ripping through Lance's body, Tour de yes. Force. Tour, tour oh, de okay. force. I, I, it was tour, tour yeah. to something. It was a it was a, a mockumentary or something like that. I'll, I'll figure yeah. out what exactly it was. But it was like Andy Sandberg and all those those people. But um, yeah, no, I for me, what's interesting about cycling is more of a mind. Like I can turn off my mind. I can actually go yeah. and yeah, clear you're meditating my mind. basically mid mid go. Yeah. Know? Now I do have to dip and dodge cars so I don't get hit and die. But besides right. that, it's it's kind of that mind clearing uh, activity yeah. that I have. Now I did do like long distance, right? I could you could compare chess to me. I like I rode from Seattle to Portland. You know, this was many yeah. moons ago. I did that that ride. It's two hundred and fifteen miles. I did it over two days. Yeah. So we did a hundred many a moon ago, which just happened to be a uh, an orange moon. Yes. Just, uh, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Many moons ago. So I did that. And, uh, and yeah, so, so, you know, I, I enjoy that and, and like, but it's actually interesting. I, uh, was reading some studies about like video game, you know, how we, we talk about Fortnite and we talk about overwatch and how these, you know, everyone's watching games or watching chess. And I was reading some analysis of, uh, you know, how, how often people are now watching video games compared to actually playing video games. I could, you know, as chess, chess grows, it'll be interesting how many people are going to be watching chess, you know, online on Twitch or something else compared to actually playing, right. playing it, right? Because it's really no, it, interesting. It's interesting because I, though I believe that that genre is certainly, or that, that uh, market is, is certainly much smaller than those who watch, you know, Ninja or some other big Twitch personality dominate others in Fortnite. it does exist because we've actually had i we've had it's a small a small member base that really spends a majority of their time logging in and out of our site watching chess tv basically mm -hmm. um 
And, uh, and you know, sometimes you have conversations with people like, yeah, I don't play much, but I do tune in for the shows. And I think those are really the rare outlier. Obviously, a lot of our data suggests that, um, you know, Chess TV can be a high bounce page in the sense that people come, they watch the show for five minutes, and then they get almost inspired. Like, I don't want to watch anymore. I want to go play. I want to go try it out. I want to go do my own puzzles. I want to, you know, so we have a lot of data that tells us Chess TV, it can be a great or all these shows we do can be a great net, so to speak, out on the internet, catching all the fish and bringing them back to a chess website experience. But the bounce rates on those live show pages tend to be higher than other pages that are actively engaging the user and actually doing something themselves. Like they're doing something on a chessboard, they're moving pieces or they're solving. So, but there is that user. There are there are those users who pretty much, for some reason, just like love watching chess. Uh, there's even those that really are involved in chess and sort of just, they're just fascinated by the community. Um, you know, Chess Bay, one of them, uh, one of the the huge chess philanthropists on Twitch who has donated, I mean, literally, I don't know if she's in the hundreds of thousands of yet, but she's in the tens of thousands of dollars that she's donated. Wow. A very a very wealthy, anonymous um, female, I can confirm. I, I have met her and, and actually one of the very few who who know, know a said Chess Bay um, or whatever, but I would never dive into that subject, but I can say that she is, she's totally legit and just loves the game and is just an amazing supporter of the interesting personalities in the community. And, and it's, it's a, it's an experience that at first you're like, is this real? Like Chess Bay reminded me the other day that the first time she was in my chat consistently, I accused her of being like a dude stalker. <laughs> like she yeah. told me that. Cause I, I just, I was like, yeah, probably just some guy lying about who he is. Who is this Chess Bay? Whatever. Right. And then, um, you know, so it's an interesting, interesting dynamic. But those those uh, types of people who just love watching chess do exist. Yeah, I love that. And, and it's actually funny that you mentioned that about like people stalking or whatever. I I just got back from Spain and I was giving some sessions over there and I tweeted out. This is a true story. I did tweet out that um, I signed up for Spanish classes. So I'm going to learn the Espanol. And, uh, what was, what was cool about that is all my Spanish followers, like just a tweet storm of like really happy that I'm learning Spanish. Cause I would love to go back to Spain next year and then present in Spanish. But someone wrote that like, Oh, like, th like I had mentioned something in one of my sessions about Heather, you know, my, my girlfriend or whatever, um, speaks, you know, Spanish or whatever. It's just something I had, you know, said, and it's, it's pretty, pretty well known. And they said something about her. And then they like they they were like, oh, crap, I need to back up that statement. And they were like, oh, I swear I'm not a stalker. Like I you said that in the session that you were, you know what I mean? It was kind of like mm -hmm. them backing. And then up you said it bit. on the podcast and then you said this. I've been watching and listening to you for years. I know where you uh, sleep, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Jinx one through ten, you Shia LaBeouf me. Oh, oh me a Shia LaBeouf Coke. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf Coke. Uh, you know what I would actually do more than anything? You know I log into chess.com? I'm listening. Okay. I, was, I thought you were maybe going to guess, but I'll just tell no, you. No, I, I, well, I can do the guessing game if you want. I just, you know, no, I usually, I'll just tell when you. people ask me what I think, I normally assume it's rhetorical, so I just sort of wait. Oh, sometimes I just like to see what, what Danny, but I will tell you, I, I log into chess.com. Well, okay, now let me guess. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess that you log into chess.com when you're using the app, most of the time it's to play daily chess moves. And if you're on the web, though though you may check your daily chess moves, you probably spend most of your time consuming content because you like staying up with the community. Maybe you engage in a little bit of play versus computer. You play the computer itself, not a human. But that was those would be the three things I guess Mots does. Interesting. Okay, so 
Uh, this is great. I didn't even think of mobile app versus web. So uh, on the mobile app, you are correct. It'd be daily chess is my jam. I don't play too much live chess because uh, I, I do on occasion, but it's it's I'm I'm in an airport and then I have crappy internet connection and yeah, yeah. I was like eh. So I do like the I've daily lost chess. So many games with the plane taking off that I don't do it anymore either. That's happened. I was like, okay, now I'm not, I'm not going to do because you think you you think you have five minutes, but whatever they do out on the strip, the airstrip, they like t- they shut it down. They're like, no, no internet for you. Um, so it's pretty accurate. In fact, I do need some daily chess. So if any of our listeners want to challenge me, James Montemagno, please send it my way. Uh, three day is what I'd be going for there. Um, and no, I log into the website. You are correct for content consumption. I actually actively go onto chess.com just to be amazed by Maria's amazing photos of any chess event, um, because they're spectacular. And if people don't know, that's awesome. We got it. We're going to. We need to when this episode comes out. We need to tweet at Maria and yeah. uh, give her give her some love. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's probably the best chess photographer out there. She's she's pretty awesome. Like honestly, I'm gonna link to these and I'll give credit into the show notes because I'll be using one of her Nakamura. No, I'm gonna use what her So and uh, Magnus uh, Chef photo. But they like her photos are absolutely very uh, captivating uh, and and very dramatic in a way, very impressive. So. A lot of times I, I do browse the articles. I do not like to play too much of the chess. I'd rather play it on my phone than on the website. I'm, I'm that kind of player. I do tune in actually surprisingly just for chess <laughs> chess TV. I, I would rather go to chess.com slash TV than Twitch just for some reason. I don't know why. I'm just one of those people. Um, um, but I no, do. I like, I like that. And we're. We're trying to do a lot of things to improve the direct chess.com TV experience, and, and it is coming. Um, we, I actually had a product uh, meeting today with our um, really giving the project manager who's going to drive this one home kind of my full vision. My mm-hmm. man Deep Green on Twitter. You can look it up. D-E-E-P-G-R-E-E-N-E because his last name you could guess is Green. Deep Green, one of my favorite people. He's, uh, and he's Canadian, believe it or not, Ooh. and he's still one of my favorite people. Um, just kidding. That's for all the Canadian listeners. Um, I, ha- I have to correct myself. I said that Ding, uh, Ding's withdrawal would actually be a lopsided point in the standings. They act- the organizers did the right thing, and there used to be, um, claw- I-, I think it is up to the organizers' discretion based on what happened with the player. But it looks like the organizers in Norway made the decision that none of Ding's results would count, including the ones he had already played, to kind of make everything even for the others. You could argue. That's uneven for the others who like had to play him or you know whatever energy was in that game. But I guess it makes sense that everybody played games those rounds, so it seems like the most fair thing to do. So I just wanted to say that caveat. Hmm. So um, is there no? There's no specific. It's up to the the tournament itself. There, like each tournament. I has think its... so. I, I actually need to check on the latest FIDE rules of that. I used to, in a previous life of life of mine, previously on Lost, um, previously on previously in the chess world past life Danny wrench i used to run tournaments and uh you know running the full professional chess organizer gambit teaching in schools private lessons and that that was my biz um and at the time i was you know a senior national tournament director at ucf and i was organizing some fide events some norm tournaments and uh so i was aware i am no longer aware of the most up-to-date rules but um that is what Norway did, which I, I think is the most fair thing to do. So, hmm. interesting. Yeah, I think I think there's it's definitely complicated. I almost feel as if it's 
one of those situations where a play is reviewed and you're like, how come that play is reviewed and that one's not? And then it's like a, a call. So, but every call is going to be different when that play is reviewed. And it's something that doesn't happen too often, especially like I watch soccer all the time. And when they review a play, it's very, very rare. So they're like, okay, yeah. when do you even say that you're going to review that play? Whereas in yeah, football, what is the discretion, right? Yeah. Like in football, they have the, you know, up top or they have the you know red flag rule where in soccer it's like well just in this instance for some reason they're going to review it so it's very very which is what leads to a lot of the accusations and conspiracy theories you know about you know fifa and and the motivations of different different situations but i i don't know i tend to think a lot of those things are overblown but then i think it also would make sense if a lot of them weren't and it was just understood by the owners that the you know that you know, the set of officialdoms that govern the game are going to do whatever they want. And it's not always going to be fair because bigger teams have more money and they care more about them. I don't know. I yeah. I, I could be convinced of anything, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Talk, talk to me long enough. Uh, you will convince me. Uh, pretty much. You know, I'm not I don't I don't like to uh, to be the you know, the one trying to convince everybody else. I'm kind of like go with the flow. Go with the flow. Dan, that was my other uh, Native American spiritual name in a previous past life. Go with the flow, Dan. Remember we talked he, about dancing at weddings, Dan. Yep. So, he who, he who dances flow, at Dan. weddings. Go with the flow. Yep. Uh, yep. Are you ready to Are you ready to dance with me at the wedding, dude? I cannot wait to see you. I will see you in just a couple days. Um, we are going to dance. Our baby sister, baby girl's getting married. Yep. T dance. Uh, she's not actually either our baby sister, but she feels like that. You know. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I'm going to make sure that she's got some good jams picked out for those get on the dance floor and let loose jams, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I'm going to do the old being critical of something I have no right to judge. I'm going to be, I'm going to do that um, like, and make sure I like, go over that playlist. You're like, hey, T-Hawk, just, I want to make sure that you're not going on Spotify and hitting wedding playlists, okay? Right. I don't, we don't, we don't, hey. we don't need an office wedding situation up in here. That's exactly. So I'm going to make, you know, you got to have... Some some of the good some of the all time classics of of just gets everybody you know tapping their foot. One guy jumps up in the ring, does the rope a dope, ropes somebody else out of their chair, and scene. That's kind of what I'm looking for. We're talking who let the dogs out? Yep. Who who who? Yep, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's it's a valid question. I mean, who did? I mean, why would you no, let nobody knows the dogs still. out? It's yeah. I mean, I mean, they like to hang out inside. You know, eat. It some made food. no sense at the time. Still yeah. doesn't make sense now, and uh, never will. I I do I do references like that with my kids sometimes, and it just completely goes over their head. You know, um, who let the dogs out? And or I say something like, "Well, I guess we found out who let the dogs out," and they just look at me. I'm like, "That would have killed." Okay, or I say something like, uh, "I don't know," some other pop culture reference that you know throw is a throwback and. It, it just often I'm pretty disappointed with the audience I have at home. If I if I can just share that with the audience that is now listening to us via our podcast download, we love you all of all of you. Please consider giving us a good five star review and sharing it with a friend. Hashtag shameless plug. I, I'm I'm disappointed on a regular by my kids and their inability to get what's going on. Do you, you know? ever do you ever do this when I do this one all the time? I go, there can only be one. Right, you know what I mean? It's like Highlander. There can only be yeah. one, and then no one, no, everyone all looks the time. at me, like because there's there's like something that happens, and then you're in a situation you're like there can only be one, and then everyone uh-huh. just stares at you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> oops, wrong crowd, wrong crowd. Yeah. The uh, the real risky thing though is when I'm when I'm pushing the envelope with some sort of inappropriate reference, and it's actually 
you know, it's landing home. And uh, my, my wife is like, you know, they understand what you're saying. You can't keep pushing this one. Um, the girls do love Uncle Sasha. Sometimes I I'm, I pretend to be Uncle Sasha and I you know yell at the girls to get in bed. The babies, the two younger ones. Um, so they go, Uncle Sasha, where's my dad? And I go, I not know. Your dad, that's for Dania. He's gone. Get your get in bed. Um, so that that's something we do on a regular. How often how often do you pull a, a solo move out and and the solo move, which is like how often does does Shauna be like? Danny, I love you. And then you're like, I know. <laughs> I, oh, all the time. No, I, I also. <laughs> and how, her, upset, I, does she, I, how upset does she get? That's the, the question. I, I pulled it. I've, I've pulled it on H-Town before. She doesn't like that one. She doesn't when, like whenever, that. whenever she's like, let's say I know I've upset her and she wants to say something. I, I'll pull the, you know, uh, index finger to lips and just say no words, just the motions. No words, just the motions. And just like, shh, shh, shh. And you just, you know, you just shush, and then, and then she really gets mad. She always knows I'm joking, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's cute. Sometimes you can avoid a verbal lashing with a well-timed, playful kind of, you know, kind of deflection. But, you know, takes experience for that to work out. Yeah, it's going to be sad when, when we say reference. There's going to be a point where, where we, there's already points where we're saying pop culture references to us that we're pop and we're not old we're not older i mean we're 30 right i mean to me we're still technically millennials danny we're mo- technically I'm, te- I'm not a millennial i'm old we're, uh, we're ex-lennials i thought we're like millennials isn't that maybe why there's like a generation i thought we we're generation are we generation x generation y it's know. my generation mm, like yep. no we we like down we use napster like win mx we were like you know, downloading music illegally and people like downloading me like what? Like, how is that a thing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like mind boggling. Well, I know it, it does. every once in a while I like to pull out like a Soylent Green reference. I think that or a Logan's Run reference and nobody gets it. Logan's that's, Run. Ooh, that's it. That's like Man, as long quality. as it's not a go player 77 reference, you know, <laughs> always, always is, always <laughs> is, you know me. And in fact, you know, uh, I was, I was, Pretty so. We haven't done a review yet. Um, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think you went. To, I. I. My assumption. You and I haven't talked in a, in a week or in a half or so. My assumption is that you did not go to the movies in the last few weeks. I did not go to the movies in the last few weeks. I haven't either. No. The last. The last one I saw was the old. Uh, the old DP squared. You know, yeah. Deadpool two. Um, yeah. I have not seen Solo. Warner has been. Dad, we got to go see Solo, Dad. <laughs> Warner has the deepest voice for a that is his age. voice. Yeah, yeah, dad, dad, dad. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that movie, dad. No, you're not, Warner. Unless I say so, I'm seeing that movie, dad. You can't stop me. Um, and he's right. I can't really stop him because if you know, he'll see it with his friends. But uh, so <laughs> like, all right, we need to see Solo. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I was. It's last week at the Cinerama, and you know, I only want to see it at the Cinerama. I'm not going to go to some half baked yeah. movie theater. But yep. it's it, it's this is a hard week because I got to fly out for the wedding and then I'm flying out to 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 Bo- Boston. I'm flying out to Boston, Boston. then to Prague, then to Prague, Boston. and then out to home. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see it. I'm, it's very sad because it's since we haven't seen it, we can just analyze the movie and the entire situation. What do you think <laughs> has gone? What do you think has gone wrong in, with the planet or? 
in the in in the in the Star of Wars universe in the universe. What, what am I guessing? You're asking me to guess the plot line, essentially. No, to I'm solo. I'm. I'm. Are you saying the general? Like, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I'm saying like, what did what did Disney do wrong? And are we down a path? Are we are we going down the path of darkness? You, well, I don't even know that they have. Is it just our perspective that they've gone wrong? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that Rogue One did okay, right? Didn't it? Yeah, Rogue One did good. I mean, just Solo itself is like, I mean, I believe that people are overanalyzing it. They're like, oh, this movie's going to lose money, and it's like this, and it's like doing so bad, it's like a 60% drop. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I thought it had oh. generally positive vibes. Um, I guess I was operating that basically they could still do no wrong. I think you're a little more in the world of what the what the what the hipster level, you know, those who really are qualified to appreciate or not a Star Wars movie, maybe those fans don't like it as much as the others. I believe that uh Solo will be the maybe the worst performing movie in the Star Wars universe. Really? It's possible, I believe so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, money Ro- talks and Everything yeah. else walks. Yeah, Rogue One did do well. I, uh, overall, it brought in worldwide a, a billion dollars, so it did. It did well. Uh, Last Jedi did one point three billion, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so far it the the solo's doing less than a quarter of a of a of a billion, which is still a lot of money. But it did make it did take. Ha- I think it was five hundred million to make or something like that. It's very expensive. So I think I think there's a interesting. If I had to guess, now that you're saying that, you know, it's the one movie where they really took one of those beloved and just sort of worship characters. I mean, Han Solo is is just a god, right? I mean, you have the the women of generation, the generation of women that were just obsessed with Harrison Ford, right? So there's that whole generation that is like going to be like, I don't, you know, it's not Harrison Ford. Like, how could they do that, right? And I think where it was Rogue One, and and this whole new revamp of Star Wars is is getting both audiences it's getting that audience that just has been in love with star wars since the 80s since it first you know came on came onto the screen and and they're they're into luke and leia and han solo and all these things about it that and and they're capturing that new money that you know that instant gratification marvel heroes universe addicted generation right whereas this is like the first diving into a storyline that maybe for lack of a better way to put it maybe they shouldn't have touched it i mean i think they're going to touch it they're going to touch it again because that's how they keep coming up with a movie every year to make the money they want but if they keep getting results like this you know maybe that would be a a, uh you know a sign like hey like you know all you're doing is kind of you're making a a a a whole new character and plot line that is compl- that is not going to engage the original uh, fan base of Star Wars. And so if you're losing that original fan base of Star Wars, it better be a darn good enough movie that every new person just wants to see it, you know? And I, maybe it's not. I just think it's very telling that you and I, some diehards, if you will. Right, we haven't seen it. No, you make a good point, right? Because if it was, you're right. Actually, the more I talk about it, the more I think that that makes sense, right? It seems like that's where they left us. Cause I told you, like, I, I wasn't excited to see solo because I was like, it's not my it's not my Han. Yeah. It's not my Han Solo, baby. Mm-hmm. Like not my president, not my Han Solo. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Hashtag not my Han Solo. So <laughs> you know. Oh my goodness. 
I miss you so much, buddy. Just just from that, that's what really puts it over the top. Dude, so Things when do like you that. get here? So you're you're getting the Friday without getting too much in the travel logistics where the stalker mm-hmm. of yours can you know meet you on the highway. Mm-hmm. Like when do we get to hang? Friday night before the wedding. Yeah, we get to hang Friday night. We get in. Well, the thing is, we gotta drive, so it's it's a it's a it's a nice short drive. Thanks thanks T Diggs um, from <laughs> the airport. So uh, we rented a. Are you, a are you renting? We're renting. Are you renting a, ve- a vehicle? We are renting a vehicle and getting that sweet Microsoft rate. Um, mm-hmm. Microsoft discount with my platinum Amex. Um, mm. Maybe one day we'll have a chess.com discount somewhere. Chess.com. Cool. Yeah. Once you grow big enough, you know. You know what if you sure. say Shia LaBeouf to people when you rent their car? Like, does that go over well? That is. That's how you get the discount. That's the When auto. are they going to do Airbnb for car rentals? They've got Uber and they've got, you know, the, the corporate entities that rent cars. But I keep waiting for the... The Airbnb of car rentals. You wanna That's you wanna be would... you wanna be like driving down you wanna be parked at like Walmart and like someone's like, Hey, can I borrow your car? And they're like, cool, like five bucks, right? And then you hand yeah, it Yeah, well, no, but in a legit way, right? And online and people borrow your car and they bring it back cleaner than they found it and you get rain. I mean, I probably just gave one of our wealthier listeners like the next billion dollar idea, the next unicorn, but go do it. I mean, how is there not an Airbnb system for cars? There's no way that there isn't. There's enough material waste in this country. If you go by a, uh, you know, a car lot, car fleet, there's tons of cars just sitting there. Like, how is that not a thing? Yeah, you have the you have the zip cars and the car to goes of the worlds, but not necessarily a. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to rent your SUV for a two week, you know, excursion, you know. I was talking to my coworker. I have a coworker that lives out on the islands of Hawaii and. Ooh, uh, the aisles. Him and his wife were they were prepping their house to do a house swap. So they weren't gonna Airbnb it, they were going to they want to travel. They, a house yeah. house swap. And there's websites for this, very similar to this car swap situation. Yep. Uh so they go on, they're like, I want to I want to live in this place for two weeks, three weeks. And instead of renting a house, they swap houses because they're gonna be gone anyways. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know. it is. But then, like, you know, that's the thing. You have the Airbnb, you got the house. You know, just people are doing, they're going to be doing weird stuff in your house. I know, and I don't know that I could handle that. Like, yeah. I've I've thought about, you know, our situation, our living situation. Sean and I are big into, like, no, you know, we can just all live on top of each other till our kids are moving out of the house. I don't need it e- to be easier for Nash to get girls in the house, let alone his younger sisters. And I, I just, you know, let them be tortured, let them be mentally, spiritually, morally healthy, and then get the bleep out of my home when you're ready, right? Exactly. I would rather them do that than move out early or or live in their own little private, you know, corridor of a, of a home and 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 not have to deal with the human interaction of, you know, your siblings... Making your relationships work with your siblings is, is kind of like your first marriage. You know, there's a little bit of compromise. There's like, hey, like, you know, I want you to do your, you know, I clean up your part of the room, but I don't want to judge you too harshly because then, you know, now I'm being the jerk, right? It's all that stuff, right? You learn yeah. how to deal with another yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And, but then at the same time, we think about like, you know, we live in a pretty small house, you know that. And yep. we've been wondering with four kids, like, is it time for us to maybe reconsider our sort of stubborn position that we're never gonna gonna upgrade our material lifestyle at all like like i think we we could like overdo it the other way and be like you know this is just like not working for our mental sanity we might need to find another home and in thinking that we've been thinking 
but we love our house. Do we sell it or do we Airbnb or rent it? And the moment I start thinking about Airbnb or renting it, if we were going to get a bigger home, like I just don't want other people living in my house. Yeah, like, that's it's like, the problem. I'm the kind of personality I need to cut off or I need to like, you know, it's like, would I swallow an extra mortgage just so other people didn't live there? <laughs> like, I, <don't, laughs> I couldn't do that. You know, probably I could afford to do that anyway. But anyway, it's just a, you know. I, I couldn't do it. Like, what are people going to be doing in my bed, in my home, in my kids' beds, in my kids' homes? Like, like hashtag no thank you. Yeah. Hashtag no thank you. Hashtag not my Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, buddy. Dude, I'm so excited to see you hang out. You know, you get to spend some more quality time with H-Town, so. H-Town. H-Diggs. DJ yep. H-Box. I'm excited. <laughs> DJ uh, H-Box. <laughs> That, that that was her nickname. That was I I I I crap you not like uh, really? we were talking about nicknames. DJ DJ H box, dude. I'm gonna try <laughs> to call her something different every time I refer to her over this weekend. That's I'm just a gonna good say idea. a different nickname, and I, I before made I know it, it, I'm just calling her Daryl. Can I call you Daryl? <laughs> you know. I, I made her listen to some one of our episodes where I was I was telling a story about me and H Diggs and. Uh, H Town and I were just, I was going like this. I was just different names. She was, she was cracking up. She's like, what are you even, who are you even talking about at this point? I'm like, (laughs) I I don't, I look everyone. I don't like to necessarily use your first name all the time. And it's fun. H low, H, H H Biggs, uh, H diggity dog. Yeah. You know, H box, Dr. H Dre. Oh my gosh. It's on now. It is on now. I, I challenge you. Uh, I think she would, I, I think she would enjoy it. It's a nickname I, I, off. It's, it's happening. An, yep. Yep. All right, buddy. Uh, I think that's we'll be it. safe. Yeah. Travel, well. travel wisely. I shall also, I shall also travel and meet you at this on location wedding and, um, and see you soon. All right. See you soon. Have a great few days and then we get to snuggle and cuddle. All right. Peace. Peace.